Hello, lovelies. Today, we are talking about the three stages that everyone goes through when they are coming out, if they're like a late bloomer, to the whole lesbian situation. These are the three stages that I think are most common, and I'm going to talk about each one and then how to move through those stages. So, the first stage is kind of that no clue stage. This is the stage where even if there are gay things happening, even if you have thought you've like liked girls or had crushes on your best friend or even kissed girls or whatever, this is the stage where for whatever reason you are not assigning yourself as gay at all. You're not thinking you're gay. If you are thinking you're gay, you're kind of like, eh, it doesn't matter. Um, and you're not really truly going through all that you would need to to really recognize it. This stage is nice in some ways. It's very um, easeful in a way because you get to keep all of your straight privileges. And by that, I mean like you are meeting expectation when it comes to the world. You know, you're making your family happy. You're making your friends happy. You are fulfilling the societal standards. You are making guys happy that like you. You might be dating them. You might be married to them. Um, You might be flirting with them and be kind of willing to do all of that. And even if you're not willing to, like, go through with dating a guy or whatever, you are not um, at the stage where you are comfortable even being uh, associated with gayness at all so you wouldn't be saying that this is the part where you're deep in the closet okay (laughs) and you're so far in you might not even know it yourself that's what happened to me and I had like no clue even though there were clues I was very much not pretending that's not the right word it was almost like I couldn't even see what I was doing, what was happening. I had no idea. And that was the first um, bit of my life. Like most of my life was spent in that stage. And I think that's where most people stay. And this stage is full of disassociation. That's what it requires for you to be able to do that. You're compartmentalizing parts of yourself. And when you do that for long enough, it can really affect your self-esteem because you are breaking off parts of who you are. And so this is the hidden kind of snowball effect that happens in this stage. So while we can say, oh, it's so nice and I wish I didn't know what was happening under the surface, you know, if we move on to the next stages, this stage can be painful in itself because all of the things that you're disassociating, all of the things that you're pushing aside, pushing away, they're still there and they're not being dealt with. And that starts to bubble. And then we get to stage two. Stage two is when you realize, oh my gosh, I'm trapped in this life. I'm in, I'm in this very straight life. I'm in this very strict home, okay, or strict lifestyle, or I have to do this. This is what is expected of me. 
and I can't get out. So this is kind of that second stage. This is where we get the awareness that there is something gay going on. Okay, we're like, okay, definitely something gay is happening. Oh my God, I have to deal with this. For whatever reason, the pressure has finally started to boil over. That pot has been on long enough (laughs) on the stove that it is boiling. So you can't hide it anymore. You can't escape it anymore. And you're kind of left feeling very stressed because this is a much more outwardly uncomfortable stage. The first stage is uncomfortable, but you're you're pushing all those emotions aside. This is the stage where I think you start to feel all of those emotions. They start coming out of you in ways that you might not expect. I, for example, was having crazy panic attacks that wouldn't wouldn't stop. I'd have panic attacks all the time. I was so full of anxiety and I couldn't really attribute it to anything. I was like, well, nothing's going wrong. Nothing's going wrong. But when you look back, this is <laughs> this is what was happening. So I was having all of these body symptoms. I was having a lot of like negative self-talk, a lot of um just really harsh, harsh words for myself. And in this like trapped phase slash you can't get out phase (laughs) and you're feeling stuck, but you, you, you might not even want to get out. Like you might want to just be okay with a cage. You might wish that you didn't even know about it, that you didn't even see it because the truth is so incredibly uncomfortable. Usually I think The people who are maybe looking at this podcast, I think a lot of people would most likely be either here or in the next stage. Um, The first stage, I think, is still so blissfully um, confused. They're not even looking up resources. They're not taking am I gay quizzes online. They are just, you know, pushing everything aside and they're not even aware, okay? (laughs) So this stage is the stage where people start seeking help or start kind of trying to get some information, try to understand themselves. And maybe they're trying to understand if they're gay so that they can prove that they're not, so they can go back to their safe world where everything is comfortable. Um, (laughs) And if they are um, gay, this can be the most, I think it's the scariest time. And why is it so scary? It's because you are contemplating the very idea of stepping into a world that you have no idea about. I just see like this bird cage when I think about this, this phase where you're just like comfortable in this little cage and it's your whole world and you've never gone out. And then it's like, oh, the door is open, but you're scared to get out of that cage because you don't want to go out into the big environment that's so much more beautiful and large because you don't know what's out there and you've been told that it's evil by society you've been told that it won't lead to happiness that it could lead to death in some scenarios and so all of those things are a recipe to get your heart rate going really hard so there's a lot of fear in this stage and I think that And there's a lot of people pleasing. There's a lot of 
well, what will my family think about this? What will my mom think about this? What will my dad think about this? Whoever it is for you, what will my friends think about this? What will my boyfriend think about this? What will my husband think about this? There's a lot of fear and you know that you, it feels almost like you're sitting on a bomb and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) what if I let this go, you know? And that fear is real. This part is scary because it's the first part where you have to kind of decide who you're living your life for. Are you living your life to please others? Are you living your life in a certain way, performing certain things to make the world happy? And is it at the detriment of yourself? I also think that this is kind of the stage where you can start to recognize that the fact of the matter is that part of the reason you feel bad, part of the reason that things have been so hard, this can be like a beautiful moment because you can realize that you have been trying to be a certain kind of way. You've been trying to perform this role and you've even split a part of yourself off and part of the reason everything has felt so off the social anxiety you may have felt the whatever all of that stuff might be contributed that to me the reason why is because you have split your person personality off to please other people and you're not even good at that fake role you've been performing but that's not the real you You've been, all of your relationships with people, there's a slight dishonesty there, right? Like, they don't know fully who you are. You might not even know fully who you are. Especially if you've been disassociating long enough, that really can affect, like, your idea of who you are and and how the self is formed. So this part is messy. It is very moon card in tarot. It is a very liminal space where everything is open and that blankness it can feel really scary so I'm just honoring that and then we get to the third stage okay this is the stage where you go from being really scared really trapped to you know what I'm gonna get out of this cage and starting to make a plan And I think what a lot of people want to do is just jump really quickly out of stage two to get to stage three and get out of that cage. But what I really want to focus on for like the rest of this little episode is just how to sit in stage two and get to stage three, because I think there's a lot of work to be done there. In stage two, if you're trying to get out and you want to get to that part where you get to the escape plan, you have to get a lot of awareness of who you are, of yourself. And you can do this in so many ways. (laughs) You can take personality tests. You can journal with yourself. You can voice memo on your phone and just talk to yourself and ask yourself questions and give yourself the truth with a capital T like get to the bottom of it because ultimately you do have the answers you just might not be asking yourself the questions and 
when you're coming into awareness, I would focus on like the three three areas. I would focus on your on your body. So what is your body telling you? You can even ask your body questions. I do that sometimes like, oh, how are you feeling body? Like, are you okay today? Um, this morning I was like, oh, tell me where there's pain body because I was feeling kind of some aches. I'm like, oh, what do you need from me? Sometimes I ask, are you willing to do certain things with me? today like are you up for this if we decide to do that I, I get asked my body and my body answers right <laughs> so that's one one way is to look into your body the second way is to go to your mind so with your mind this is a lot about the things you're thinking and I think one of the best ways is to just journal and just like write on a topic <laughs> like a page or just talk for a minute and you can start to hear all the things you're saying to yourself. Um, you get better with this at time. Some people like to meditate. I would rather die than meditate, which is probably <laughs> the craziest and probably means I should meditate more. But meditation is a great way to get kind of um, awareness over what your mind is doing. And with the thoughts you're thinking, one thing that's really important is a lot of times we just take the things we're saying to ourselves as like, the truth with a capital T and it's not necessarily true a lot of the things that we say to ourselves are just opinions and we would never say that to someone in our situation like if we were like out of our body we wouldn't even say that to someone or even if we would we would like say it a lot nicer (laughs) probably because we know it's not nice so take the things you're thinking with kind of a grain of salt Um, there is a lot of like stuff you can do with your thoughts to kind of like break them down and kind of understand them more and understand where they're going. And I think in like a future episode, I'll talk about some of those things more, but this step is all about just understanding what you're thinking, what is going on in your brain, what's happening there and just pulling it out and like looking at it on like a piece of paper or in like listening to it as later like a hour later can help you really get clear and understand what's happening in your brain the third thing that I want you to think about is your emotions so I want you to like pay attention to like how you're feeling like am I feeling scared am I feeling sad am I feeling anxious There are tons, if you like look up online, there are tons of lists of like the emotions and I would just look at those like (laughs) and see like, oh, how am I feeling? Am I feeling jealous? Am I feeling, um, I don't know, depressed? Am I feeling lonely? Am I feeling ecstatic, joyful, happy? And like, when are those times? And can you like understand what, where they feel in your body? Like, is it? Like, I usually feel anxiety in my chest, but I feel, like, almost light. Like, my body will feel light when I'm really energized and I'm doing something I like. So, kind of just paying attention to those emotions. And taking care of all of those things can help you get more awareness of what's going on in stage two. And the more awareness you get in stage two of what's going on with you... And how you're feeling and you focus on yourself, the less you're focusing on 
what society thinks you should do, what your mom thinks you should do, what everyone else thinks you should do. Um, and when you allow, when you, when you do that, it becomes like easier for you to shift into stage three because stage three, a lot of people don't even let themselves consider getting out of their cage. Um, but when you get to like that safe space, um, and you've taken care of your nervous system and calmed yourself down, another really good thing is doing like breathing exercises to calm your nervous system down, um, Something I like to do is you take like a rock or a like something slightly heavy, even like a pen would work or a pencil. And you, what you do is you just shift it from one hand and you cross your body like you fully take your hand and cross it all the way over your body. And then you cross it to the other side. I'm literally doing this right now. I wish I should do like video podcasts, but I'm not that techie yet. Um, but you cross your, the horizon line of your, not horizon, the, yeah, the horizon line of your body, I think, right in the middle. And that kind of makes it so that your brain has to work pretty hard to move one item from one side of the brain basically to the other and it like chills your nervous system out so quickly and you can do it pretty subtly I like to use like a cute little rock that I have but you can use anything and when I'm out and about and I'm feeling really stressed I'll grab anything like (laughs) that I can reach like if it's like a freaking receipt in my car that would work out ball it up and just cross my body if I don't have anything I pat my my like I whack my hip my left I'll take my left hand whack my um right hip and I'll take my right hand and whack my left hip so that's kind of the motion you're making and it really calms your body down and when you've taken care of that and you've really pushed for that and helped that, it be- can become easy for you to take a moment to just start contemplating what you could do if you do decide to leave. So there's a lot of things that are very practical that need to happen if you are leaving your your old life behind some of them are like okay are there certain people I want to tell are there certain people that I know I should not tell this news to do I have to um you know break up with someone like break up with my boyfriend that would be like something that you would have to think about doing right so you might want to just write that down on the plan you might have to get a new job or move out right? Like if you're going to have to move, if you're living with someone, you might have to move apartments. And like, I would write a big list, like all the things that it would require and do it when you've gotten yourself into a calm state and don't stress because this list, this is what I would tell myself. I would tell myself, you know, I don't have to do any of this. This is just me kind of making a brainstorm, coming up with what, what's happening. I would write it down somewhere. Um, and just put it in a safe place, okay? (laughs) And put it somewhere where you can just look at it and be like, okay, these are all the things I would need to do. And just having that, having the plan, having the idea can help so much in you moving forward. I also think it's really important to contemplate how great your life could be 
to get connected to the goodness of what could be and what could happen for you. That takes time and work, but it's really important because if you have no concept of, oh, things could be good, what's the motivation, right? And I also wanted to say too that we kind of can vacillate between these stages. Like you might get all the way to stage three, write a plan and then freak yourself out and run and screaming back to stage two. And I think in stage two, a lot of times we want to just like burrow back even further and try to go back to stage one. That's okay. That's normal. But I will say that like there's a certain level of this and... This is an opinion, okay? And you can disagree with me. But there is a certain level of this isn't going away. This isn't disappearing. There is something to be dealt with. There is something to be looked at. There's being there is something to that is being offered to you. And I think you owe it to yourself to discover it, to see what what it is, to answer that call, to hear yourself. Don't live your life for other people. It's your life. And we only get one. And even if you believe in more, even if you believe in an afterlife or a reincarnation or anything like that, I want to say this. Your life right now is a gift. You are a gift. And you owe it to yourself to give your all this life everything you got and you deserve to live it for you okay i love you all so much and i will talk to you soon please give me a review they help me so much and would help me so much just to kind of keep having the motivation to keep going you can also email me i've been thinking it'd be so cool if people could email me their stories like if if you are a late blooming lesbian and you have like a story you want to share or you want to talk about you can just like send me an email you can even tell me hey i want this to be anonymous and i won't say anything say your name or whatever or anything like that um my email is the dream and bloom at gmail.com so you can email me there um And yeah, leave me a review, write me a letter. I can read it on the podcast and give other people inspiration. Um, And I love you. Yeah, I hope you have a great day. Bye.